Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. Nick from Harvest Profit here, joined by Jared Krishnan, a software engineer on our team. And so today we're going to dive into an episode that I'm calling the Anatomy of a Bug. And so if you listen to our last episode, we talked about this really powerful scenario tool that we have released that essentially allows users to create snapshots of their account and can and basically build up different scenarios. And so uh, Ben, who is on the Harvest Profit team, was doing some analysis where he ha- he had his default setting, like here's his account today, and then he can create a new snapshot, a new scenario with uh, a sizable increase in acreage. Uh, they're bidding on some land, and then at the same time can start to plan for some succession planning. So as the uh, as fields start to transition from his dad to him and his brother, you can see the impact of that and the capital requirements behind that. And so really just a highly flexible tool. Mm-hmm. But along with that, uh, as soon as we, re- we released it, you know, it's a beta feature. We knew there were going to be some issues specifically around navigation and some things that weren't quite as crisp as we wanted. But some of the inputs weren't copying over correctly. So some of the input categories, some of the input line items, uh, specifically related to overhead. So if I have, mm-hmm. if I create a custom category for insurance, um, that might not have copied over correctly. And so f- what we had is we, we tested that scenario tool extensively, but at the same time we came across an issue. Uh, we built a feature where we can copy applications from year to year. So we could uh, if I have a, a plan for my corn or my soybeans, my wheat, wh- whatever for the whatever my crops are, I can go into say 2019 and I can copy them all to 2020, so I can build my 2020 budget in a couple minutes. Oh yeah, yep. And so, uh, but along with that, we uncovered an issue, and you want to talk about that issue, Jared, on when people didn't have descriptions for what those individual inputs were, sure, and how that was lead- led to an issue. Yeah. So we talked before, of course, uh, you know, with any new feature, you know, people use it in ways that we don't expect. And people have used Harvest Profit already in ways that uh, we never expected. So when it came to the descriptions on a product, some people would actually add a custom input category. So, you know, like as you you mentioned, insurance, a really common one would be like, you know, tillage or uh, anything with regards to payments, like a specific payment you want to track. And so what people would then enter after creating a category, they add a product into that category. We call them products internally. You'd probably call them an input. Uh, and that input, you know, you have a, a description in the category. You'll see it on the P&L underneath that category. And they just leave the description field on this product blank. Well, maybe, maybe we can step back a little bit oh. earlier in that. And this just thought came to top of mind is mm-hmm. one of our earlier feature well, one of our most common feature requests that we received is you know, we had categories for expenses so seed yeah. fertilizer chemical crop insurance equipment labor but people wanted to customize those and add custom categories yep and so a really good example of where we ran into this issue would be a person might create categories for custom harvest custom planting yeah, absolutely so yes they'd create a category for custom harvest and then they would say they would have three separate line items within that category, mm-hmm. corn, soybeans, wheat, but they wouldn't describe them because they're yes. already described. Yep. The, the category itself 
describes what it is. So there's no need to have a separate description, but that isn't necessarily something that we anticipated. Exactly. So we didn't force mm -hmm. them to do that description. And so when users are taking those applications and copying them to the next year, do you want to explain the process on how we would you know, loop through them and the ones that didn't have descriptions, how that was causing an issue for us. Yeah, and that's actually all tied, once again, back to the scenario tool. So the applications copy and the scenario tool actually use some of the same code. Some of it works in the same way because you're copying information from one year to another, essentially, yep. as we talked about in the last podcast. When it's a custom input category or any product, we actually use the name to uniquely identify it, along with uh, some of the values associated. So we, we actually use the crops that it's tied to along with the name. Uh, now, in order to copy it, when we had first written the scenarios feature, the bug that we're talking about, the, the thing that, uh, that kind of came to, to light very recently was when the description was blank and you had multiples of the same one uh, because we couldn't identify which product it was supposed to go to. And you might have a different dollar amount, a per acre dollar amount, for each crop. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have uh, maybe a different total for each crop if it's a total expense. Like for instance, uh, like an MFP payment, if it's a miscellaneous revenue yep. uh, in harvest profit, it could be a t tied to just one crop. You could have it, you know, you separate it out by what you got paid for corn, what you got paid for beans. Uh, and that's where we were mistakenly applying, you know, just using the name yep. uh, to go from, from, from product to product. And that's uh, kind of the core of it, uh, but originally when we'd written the scenarios feature, we actually didn't have a validation on the client saying that this had to be had to be special. This had to be unique. So uh, when you say we didn't have a validation, we didn't tell the user that they should enter a description. Exactly. So we allowed them to not have a description. Yep. And so not and everything worked great until we started to allow <laughs> people yeah. to copy applications from year to year correct when, when it became apparent that we needed to make these unique yes because prior to that you know it wasn't a big deal if you were copying within the year and it was blank we could usually figure it out by which crop you had in that year and we could also figure it out by where you were copying it to and those products existed in that year if something was wrong you could then go within that year because you're already in the year and you can go and you can name it and you can figure out you know what was wrong but when you're navigating from year to year, the way Harvest Profit works, if you even look at the URL as you're browsing around Harvest Profit, you'll see the year in, yeah. in the URL. Uh, so everything's kind of filtered by that year that you're currently in. So when you're copying from one year to a different year, you may not know which product you were referring to or what that product was, what the name of that input specifically is. Sure. And so when we actually copy from year to year now, uh, we ran into the problem. I should say we now don't have the problem, but we ran into the problem originally where it had to be unique. So every time we were copying from one year to the other, we added this new mechanism that validates information. Sure. And you're now trying to copy invalid information. So this validation didn't go backwards in time. It didn't go back and fix anybody's accounts previously. Yep. But it was looking forward. Sure and making sure that accounts in the future would be correct. Well, yeah. whenever we copy a scenario, whenever you use the application's copy tool, you're actually copying into the future. It's a new instance of whatever you were creating. Sure. And that is where the 
the problem with our scenarios tool came in. We had built the scenarios tool. We had tested it very thoroughly. Ben has dozens of scenarios in his account. Nick, yeah, you have uh, dozens of scenarios in your yeah, account. Yeah. Uh, and so we thought that, I, well, I thought, I should really say, I thought it was pretty solid, of course. Yeah. When I was first oh, writing sure. it. I was like, oh, this is golden. You know, yep. I'm off to the yep. next thing. You know, we can start working on some other cool stuff that's coming up. So then, you know, at the end of the day, we, <clears throat> we added this slight change to fix another issue. Yep. And that is the validations as we were you know, working on both of the features at the same time. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's... The fun thing about the snare tools, it's quite it's quite apparent if there's any, you know, any issues. Very when you're comparing two mm-hmm. scenarios, and if you haven't, you know, if you have a, this custom harvest category and you haven't made any new changes in your new scenario, it, it makes it quite obvious that there that there is an issue there. And I was just looking at somebody's account this morning, and you know, just in the last day, you've added a lot of great, just little things on the front end so in the browser that the user can see of mm-hmm. you know shading it red it's like you need a description here you need a description here and then tool tips to make it more transparent um yeah what, yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's just interesting how you know we have lots and lots and lots of different tests set up in the code mm-hmm. so when we make a new change if we don't pass those tests something happened and can you talk about this is going to be over the head of 90 percent of the people listening but what are the different kind of tests that we use at harvest profit in our code base sure so we have uh, a couple different kinds and and once again you can really kind of think of them too as the kind of tests that you'd run on hardware uh so the same kind of tests that uh you know anybody building equipment would run to make sure everything works all the time but we have unit tests which are uh, really just specifying that this one piece of code works so this one thing always works all the time and then we have i'll describe them as higher level integration tests where we say these three things work together all the time sure and then we have uh uh, those are really the only ones that matter i'm just going to actually stop right there we do have other test mechanisms but that's the simplest way to describe it so we have these these isolation mechanisms uh the unit tests Uh, i'll describe it as testing code in isolation and then we have integration tests with test codes, but tests code together. So whenever we have four or five things happening, you know, we have this one test that can test all four of those things happening at once. And that precisely is what was missing here when we first wrote the scenarios tool. I actually did not write, and this is me writing the code, I did not write uh, an integration test for people with custom inputs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or I should say custom input categories with no description. I had our test suite kind of, it basically works like a user does. Sure. But it assumes that a user enters in everything. Yeah. That's the assumption that we've made fundamentally that is flawed because, yeah. you know, even, uh, I, you know, I'll take support calls occasionally and I'll watch other people running through the software and they totally use it in ways that I don't expect. Uh, yep. That's almost always the case, uh, which is fantastic. It's a great compliment to, yeah. to us, yeah. uh, the fact that people can use it uh, to track things. Like, for instance, I, I was on the call with somebody that was tracking cattle in Harvest Profit. I was yep. very surprised that somebody was doing that. We're mostly grain marketing. That's really yep. what, we, what yep. we specialize in. Um, so it, it, when people use it in an unexpected way, we do have to kind of test for that, but without talking to our customers, which is one of the huge benefits of, of Harvest Profit, the fact that we have been here in the office every day as a farmer Uh, and the fact that we have six people so we all take support emails and calls all the time yeah 
we can actually see how people use it in, in a way that's more direct. And so then we can add to our test suite whenever we run into these problems. So now we do have tests that assert yeah. that oh, uh, yeah. we can copy inputs, even if they have blank descriptions. Now, it may be wrong when it copies over. Uh, and the reason for that is if you have multiple blanks, we can't identify which one it is. Yep. But before you even get to that stage, you'll actually see that highlighted on the year you're copying from. So if you're in 2019 and you have multiple blank descriptions, you'll actually see a little red highlight around any of the descriptions that are blank. And I would encourage you, as the engineer that worked on the scenarios tool, to fill those in before can you they, try can copying the descriptions the be Can they be the same? They can be the same if they're for different crops. Sure. So as long as you have, uh, so for instance, let's say you have, well, MFP payment is a really, really good one. Um, if you have MFP payment in and you have it for corn, just make sure you filtered out the crop for soybeans for the next one. Otherwise, you will run into a conflict. Does the and it'll, it'll <coughs> warn you ahead of time if you try okay. to save it now. Sure. But previously, you could have that already entered into Harvest Profit, yeah. and it's not caught going forward until you use the scenarios tool. Sure. Or until you copy it into uh, another year, like sure. 2020 or 2021. So, so if you're a Harvest Profit customer and you're going to be using, well, you should just, regardless of you, whether you use the scenario tool or not, you should uh, go into your inputs tab and for, say, 2019 or 2020. And if you have any descriptions of your inputs that are blank, put a... Unique description, it can just be something something super simple. Whichever ones are highlighted in red are the ones that are blank, if mm -hmm. it's not obvious enough, and uh, change those, save your inputs. You know, we potentially can go in and do that for you programmatically, just throw in a random, you know, almost a random number in each one of the we descriptions. Can, or just put like description in the yeah. box too. Yeah. Um, but the reason that we don't, it's better not to edit people's accounts. At least yeah. usually we typically don't unless it's a real emergency. Uh, yeah. Like we have to rerun yeah something or we have to add something specific yeah and it gives people an opportunity to just go in and maybe they want to maybe they have 20 different things in their miscellaneous category and now that we don't limit people to what custom categories they create yeah. they can go mm -hmm. in and uh, maybe break those out into custom categories or just customize their input so a good time to just go in and, and refresh your account uh, another thing i wanted to touch base on quick was when, you, when we create a scenario, I've been saying that it's typically between one and 10 minutes to create that scenario. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to people what is happening when we are creating those scenarios? So for some of our larger accounts, and it's you know eight minutes and 36 seconds, yep. you know, for me, that's eternity. <laughs> farmers, have, farmers have dealt with some software that you know, sometimes takes hours to update. I promise but it won't take hours. If you ever see anything that takes hours in Harvest just Profit, just for the benefit that's, that's of, the of our users or, or people who are just interested in what we're doing, can you explain what's going on when we are essentially taking, all right, I want to take my 2020 base account and mm -hmm. I want to make a scenario to analyze letting two farms go, um, selling a tractor and leasing another tractor and making rotation changes. So I, I want to create this second scenario. When I create mm -hmm. it, what are we doing in the background to create that? So when you actually create a scenario, the cool part 
about what we do at Harvest Profit is you, you see what's actually happening. So we show in the UI a little loading bar uh, and we sh explain what's happening at each stage. The longest stage in everybody's account is always the same stage and I'll get to that in just a sec. But as it starts, it'll say copying fields land costs, then it'll say copying inputs, then copying applications, then it's actually gonna say copy contracts and then it's actually gonna finish up and then it'll be done. And what it's actually doing is going through the navigation on the, essentially the, you can think of it as the the left side of the app uh, and it's actually going step by step through every single page and so so getting nerdy with us like oh. what is the are we doing this in a like what is, what are the mechanics of doing that is it a background job so yep. we're, we're running a job in the background to to do that yeah so we actually uh, well okay well, let's talk uh, technical if you want to sure it, it's actually not that technical it'll make perfect sense to pretty much anybody listening but we have an api and an api is just a way to interact with uh, harvest profit without actually sending a lot of information uh, we don't have to re render whole web pages we don't have to uh, really send anything besides very small what we call payloads uh, when we talk to the api so we actually send a quick api request and we say hey we want to create this new account and the api request says great I've scheduled that. Here's the new scenario that we've created and you should keep checking this scenario. And so we actually have an API endpoint where we can check the status of this background job because we actually queue it in the background. You may get queued behind other people copying scenarios, although that's never happened. We have enough background workers that it doesn't ever happen, but you'll actually see that in the UI if that's the case. And we actually run it in the background and we're actually updating the scenario as we go through. And so that's actually what we're showing you in the UI uh, is sure. what we're happening as we go through this scenario. The longest part of copying a scenario is copying the applications page, if you want to think of it that way. The applications page is easily our most complicated and has the most information. Not only do you have every single field on there, but you have every single crop that you've planted each field from the crop planner tab uh, in Harvest Profit. And then you have all of the, what we call them activities, and then you have all of the actual products put onto each field as you go through. So we have to loop through everything in Harvest Profit and copy it over into this new year. It's I wish it was as simple as just saying copy paste. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it essentially that is what it's doing, but it is uh, a bit more on the I have to actually go through every think of you know, an Excel spreadsheet and going through every single row on an Excel spreadsheet. It's and copy and pasting, but it might be copy and pasting hundreds or thousands of Yes. Pieces of information. Yeah. I mean, if you have a hundred fields and you have, I mean, actually you could do the very quick math. If you have a hundred fields, a crop planted to each field with three activities and each activity has two products in it, uh, you know, that's six times a hundred. So that's 600 things that I have to do mm -hmm. as we're copying through. And it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it just, once you start adding more than you know two products yeah, into yeah. each activity, then it becomes a bit more complicated. So the more chemicals you have in your tank mix, the longer this is going to take. Sure, yeah. Um, and that's something that we're looking to improve upon. Uh, at the very least, I would like to add some more UI around that and explain where we are uh, in yep. the process. Because we do have a way to track that. We just don't currently have any UI uh, around that. Sure, and uh, that's some of the navigation changes Nick was hinting at when he talked a little bit earlier. But that's yep. uh, all related to how we copy scenarios from one year into you know into a new scenario. Basically, a scenario is equivalent to a year in Harvest Profit in terms sure. of uh, how it tech how it works from our technical perspective. Sure. So at the end of the day, we uncovered a little bug, and 
Our scenario tool, Jared built a bunch of in-code tests. Uh, everybody on the team tested out different accounts, different variables, all sorts of different potential issues. And then concurrently, we had a we had a couple users have issues copying applications from year to year, and it was because they didn't have the descriptions named. So uh, Coding Jake from our team went and built some validation to ensure that people have to have those descriptions on the inputs, and that tripped up the scenario copy tool. Yep. And so, you know, there's all sorts of, when you, when you have a complex web of interactions, it's nearly impossible to test every single combination of possibilities. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we're doing our best to uh, have tools in place, uh, tests, integration tests, unit tests, and then, and then on top of it, just having the, the intuition of, you know, how users are going to use it. And, and like you pointed out, Jared, people are using the software differently than I, like, I built it for myself. I know it. I <laughs> yeah, know it front yeah. and back. I know it. Yeah, I, I have, yeah, it's, I know it very thoroughly. But when we throw it out in the wild, all of a sudden, you know, we have a, a customer in North Dakota who, they run almost everything through the applications tab mm -hmm. instead of the inputs tab. And so the inputs tab is meant to say, I have a lease on a combine. I want to assign that to corn, soybeans, and wheat. I have a, a sugar beet lifter payment. I want to assign that to sugar beets. Well, they wanted to just do per acre rates on everything. And so they drive it from the, from the applications tab, which is something that I never envisioned happening. And it's interesting on making sure just a, interesting challenge on making sure we have tests in place to enable people to use it however they want mm -hmm. and being able to to catch the bugs and at the end of the day you know we're never you know we're, we're never going to get to a point where we have zero bugs but you know we're constantly adding tests adding coverage to ensure that our customers have the the best experience they can and so um, i thought it made sense to jump into this anatomy of a bug given that it's something that happened last week and a couple people had a couple of our customers had experience with that and then do you want to describe just what you're doing what you're working on today uh adding a bit more in terms of validation to our inputs so i'm actually going to be adding a little tooltip explaining why we require a description uh, it's a pretty simple ad uh, we've got some other things in the pipeline that i'm looking to work on as well but those i can't quite talk about but the big one today is just adding a bit more in terms sure. of inputs validation. Sounds great. And so we're really excited about this scenario tool. Um, I think it's the best feature we've ever added. You know, it's going to be in you know, quote unquote beta for probably the next month or so as we, uh, you know, there's nothing, you know, nothing that we really have to go in and tweak right now mm -hmm. maybe other than some of the navigation when you're navigating between oh yeah that's bet uh, between scenarios that i can talk about it, that's coming it doesn't up. it yes. doesn't quite work as a person would expect um you know if you if you're on the contracts page and you switch scenarios it takes you back to the dashboard of the new scenario so you got to go back into the contracts page not mm -hmm. that big of a deal but really you know from our perspective that's unacceptable mm -hmm for users to have to do that. And so we'll be working on that here over the next month or two, just finishing that up. And so 
want to thank you for hopping on the podcast, Jared. Oh, thank giving you, us some knowledge of tests. You're doing great work here, and if we can just you know keep keep pushing our test coverage up, making sure features are, are working like people planned, I think that's all uh, all we can hope for. Yep, so getting that nerd stuff going. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys next time.